Could you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this service. Father, we thank you for this season. Uh, we not lose focus of the meaning of this time of year. And it is Jesus. And Father, we are gathering here as a people, and Father, we are a hungry people. And Father, you are the bread. We're asking that you feed us this morning. Father, we are a thirsty people, and we're asking that you quench our thirst. And Father, may your spirit come forth, lead God, and direct us everything about this service. We ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. So the past few times uh, that I've been up here, we've been going through a little uh, mini-series on the names of God. So I want to close that out this morning. And I, I've learned a lot preparing uh, about the names of God, and, and I've been captivated by how awesome God is. Um, and I believe um, each and every one of us have a, a better understanding of who God is today by just um, seeing now that we know who God is, but who we are in Christ. So uh, once we've come to, to know God, I, I think we need to discover who we are in Christ. Because I, I feel like, Christians, I feel like too many of us are walking around as slaves instead of walking around as kings. Mm. So I think it's funny, uh, the more research I, I do and, and talking to, to ministers out there, I think it's funny that preachers tend to be the ones that are the most insecure groups of people on the planet. True. The most insecure people on the planet. I think it's ironic of this because the insecurity really is a direct insult to God. I believe that if, if I believe the lie to my insecurities, then it's a, is if I believe that God didn't quite get it right when he put a calling on my life. Hmm. But listen, can I tell you this morning? God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. Listen, Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. So listen, everywhere you look, people are asking this question. You know what it is? Who am I? Who am I? And I... I we're going to be in Psalm chapter 8. Psalm chapter 8. Psalm chapter 8, the psalmist says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? People keep asking the question, Who am I? Why am I here? This is a question crying out that is, is people are trying to find answers for every single day. People want to know, Who is man? Where did he come from? What is the purpose here? Why does he exist on this small planet in this huge universe? Is there any reason for us being here? Listen, you can hardly open a magazine, a book, social media, without seeing an article that somebody's asking one of these questions. People are trying to come to grips with what the meaning of life is. It's if, if, if you listen to modern-day philosophers, you'll see that they're trying to provide answers to the questions but they're not very encouraging. See, you find it hard today to find somebody in the world that is writing some positive things about life. Even in the church house, even in the family of God, we find it hard to find some inspiration. I mean, we talk about suicide, murders, abortions, gay marriages. We, we talk about all this stuff in society, and it's taking us over. We are living in the moment. 
They're living in a moment. Why? They're wanting answers to the question, who am I? Why am I here? Listen, we're seeking answers for this question in all the wrong places. So this morning, as we turn to Psalm 8, I want us to focus on uh, who we are. Our identity in Christ. Our identity in Christ. Who we are in Christ. So if you stand with me, we're going to read Psalm chapter 8. Verse 1. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. And out of the mouth of babes and nursing, nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with the glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. Verse 9, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. As you're being seated, Father God, how excellent is your name. And Father, may we spread that to everyone we come in contact with. And Father, through your word today, may you show us who we are through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. There was once a governor, I kind of, as I found this story, I kind of thought about uh, the senior adults, not to pick on you guys, but we always like to eat. Yeah, Randy, I kind of thought about you. I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> there was once a governor who was running for re-election. He had no breakfast or no lunch. He was hungry. He was famished. So you can say he, he was starving. So as he moved down the serving line, he held out his plate to receive a piece of chicken. The governor said to the lady, Excuse me, ma'am. I'm really hungry today. Do you mind if I get another piece of chicken? She said, nope. Only one piece for one guest. <laughs> but I am starved, he said. I haven't eaten all day. I'm starved. The governor was usually a, a modest man, but this time he just decided, I'm going to throw my weight around a little bit here. He said, ma'am, do you know who I am? I'm the governor of this state. She replied, sir, do you know who I am? I'm the governor of this chicken. Move on down the line. <laughs> Listen, all of us probably feel like we know who we are. We know our likes, our dislikes, you know, our, our memories of yesterdays, our hopes, our dreams. You know, the future, we know our, our culture, the, the heritage, our physical characteristics, our, our religious convictions. We identify ourselves by our jobs, our vocation, our, our geography, our relationships, the people around us, and, and maybe even sometimes our hobby. But who are we really? Who are we really? Sometimes we look in the mirror and uh, we, we think, is that really us? Do I really look like that? I, I, I'm going to confession here. 
Paul, I had this, this happen to me this year. I, had, I looked in the mirror and I said, man, happened around, I feel like I'm cutting in and out. I, I feel like uh, when I looked at my family pictures this year, I was like, man, where's my hair going? <laughs> and, my, and I am aging poorly through my eyes. And I'm like, is that really me? I think all of us have a moment that startles us. Did I really say that? Did I do that? Is that me? And sometimes we, fight, we face this identity crisis when we start to do that. Do I really know who I am anymore? Am I sure? Listen, in times like this, we must continually seek God's word. Open his word. Be led by his spirit. Let the creator tell us who we are. Hmm? Listen, discovering your identity in God, man, for some people that's very easy. For others, it's hard. Listen, the Bible tells us about uh, some people who received a new name when they discovered their identity in God. Abram became Abraham. Sarai became Sarah. Jacob became Israel. And Saul became Paul. Listen, others didn't have a name change. But they have a change in walk after their encounter. The boy Samuel became Samuel, the judge, the, the prophet, the anointer of, of kings. David, the shepherd boy, became David, the king. Listen, Mary, Mary the prostitute, become Mary the disciple. The first disciple, the first encounter to Christ, the first proclaimer, the eyewitness of Christ. So listen, we discover who we are when we encounter and embrace who God is. Listen, he is, he is one who restores us and heals us. Man, in Psalms 8, you'll notice that David doesn't begin about speculating about who our human identity is. He begins, begins the psalm by proclaiming who God is. Look in verse 1. Lord, oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name in the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. Listen, he's not speculating. He's celebrating who God is. Listen, we can't discover the purpose of our lives without finding out and discovering the intent of the one who created us. Hmm. I want to give you three things. That maybe, Melinda, maybe this, uh, this message was for me this week. By the time I ended on, on Friday, I, I was like, man, I don't even know what to preach about. And then I'm reflecting this week, he had already given me what to preach about. Point number one. I am created and complete, completed by God. Look at verse 1 and 2 again. O oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes, nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies. You, have, you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Listen, all people were created by God and there is only one God. Genesis 1.27 says, So we are created, He creates, so God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. So God created us so we could proclaim His name through all the entire earth. 
So that means God created man to, so that we are to respond back to, to God. He created us with emotion, with intellect, with free will. So he, he created to have a relationship with him. Listen, God walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. He communed with them. And for us to, for today, for us who know Christ, have fellowship with him, Listen, that's a relationship that no other creature on this earth has. Daily communion, a relationship with God. Listen, because of the fall, because of the fall, the fellowship was broken with Christ, with God. The fellowship was broken, but Christ came, he bled, he died. And listen, it's not over. He rose again to restore the fellowship with man. Listen, when you accept the sacrifice that Jesus made, you are complete. You are complete in Christ. When you are weak, He is strong. When you have failed a thousand times over and over, listen, He helps you. He is an overcomer. He makes you an overcomer. When you are sick, He makes you whole. When you are brokenhearted, He knits you back together. When you have no more fight in you, He gives you the endurance to finish the race, to cross the finish line. Listen, He is the forgiver of sins, the emotion and physical healer. He's the constant companion through trials. He's the protector from all danger. He is everything you need. Listen, you have been made a child of the Almighty God. The King of Kings. Listen, He's freed you from everything holding you back. And He's promised you a bright future. All of this is giving to you through the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. That you are complete. Listen, Colossians 2.10 says, And in Him you have been made complete, and He is the head over all rule and authority. You know, verse... Verse 2 kind of really sticks out to me lately because uh, especially parenting the last nine years, I've experienced this verse over and over again. I can stand over here the whole time and just tell you of situations out of the mouths of babes. A few weeks ago, my wife uh, was uh, going to, she was singing up here, and man, that's all she talked about. That's all we heard for two weeks. Man, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> and finally, on the, on the way to church, Several weeks ago, we was driving down the road, and I, I think we was coming to church. She was talking to me, I'm just so nervous. And out of the back of the car, one of my children, I believe my oldest, spoke up. and She said, Mama, why are you so nervous? I said, well, I have to sing. She said, well, Mama, you're not singing for those people in the church. You're singing for God's glory. Amen. Listen, that'll knock the devil between the eyes out of the mouth of babes. Man, if you think about it, words are, are actually only sounds plus breath. It's hitting home to me right now. Words are only sounds plus breath. Yet words praise even from infants and children can defeat the enemy. Hmm? The cry, listen, you, you're not with me yet. Maybe I'm the only one excited about this. The cry from a baby brought. Egypt to the knees. 
the cry from a baby. Listen, Samuel, Samuel was used by God to bring David to the throne. It was the birth of Jesus that brought salvation to the world. God has used the weak and the helpless to praise him and defeat his enemies. Listen, 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose the, what is weak in the world to shame the, the strong. Listen, I'm telling you that God has created and completed each one of us. Listen, if you need some more evidence than what I'm telling you, why don't you just go downstairs and serve for a few weeks? We need more children's workers anyway. You'll see that they're fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are knitted together, that they are perfect in God's eyes. Hmm? And listen, in my, when my ability fails and your ability fails, listen, God is able he makes the difference up when i can't do it on my own he can when i'm disabled by my limitations god is able he is with me he makes the difference up i am complete because christ is in me he is with me number two I am cared and protected by God. I am cared and protected by God. Listen to, you know, let's read verse 3 and 4. I'll read these two verses. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man? What is man that you are mindful of him and the, and the son of man that you visit him? Listen, the sun rules the day. It brings light. It, it blocks out... Uh, Usually to us, everything else that we see in the sky, because it's so bright. Excuse me, but at night, at night, what, a, what a, a, a beautiful display of his handiwork. The moon, the stars, the galaxy. You know, when, when David considered the billions of stars in the galaxy, you know, he stands in awe. The masterpiece straight from God, God's fingertips. You know, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote this he says if a stars come out only once a century people would stay up and stand all night just gazing in awe you know what we know today about the size of the universe the galaxy really makes us look more insignificant than when they appeared in in david's day really our knowledge about light years and um, how far it reaches in outer space and uh, man, it, the, just the size of the solar system and, and God's wonderful concern about man. See, God is mindful of us. He cares for us. Think about uh, God completed his creation before he placed Adam and Eve in the garden. So everything was ready for them. Everything was ready to meet their need. He cared for them and wanted to protect them. L listen, even though the earth is his, his handiwork. I want you to understand that, that crime is raging on this earth today. Terrorism has become a, a global epidemic. Sickness continues to plague our, our society. But listen, God refers to himself. He says, I, I am a shield, a refuge, a strong tower, a very present help in trouble. 
in Psalms 46.1. Listen, the Lord protects us through the power of His Word by leading us by His Spirit. His protection extends past the physical dangers of the world to protect us emotionally. He will warn you against bad relationships. Protect your heart from harsh words that others say. Listen, God takes it seriously when you call Him your shield. 2 Samuel 22. 2 Samuel 22 says this, My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and, and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves me from violence. I called on the Lord who is worth of praise, worthy of praise, and He saved me from my enemies. Even in this big universe, you are cared for and protected by an almighty God. Listen, do you know how important you are? Do you know how important man is? Listen, 2,000 years ago, he sent his son, his only son. Isaiah 9, 6, 4, unto us a child is born, is given to us, and he, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. Listen, he made a trip to earth and died on an old rugged cross. He loves us. He loves us today. He gives us grace. Grace. Through faith that we are saved. Listen, do you know that chemists today, stay, they say if you will... the break down all the components of a human body, it's worth about six dollars. Six dollars. Yet, God, the Son, come to this earth. And listen, if we accept Him, listen, we're not just heirs, we're joint heirs. We're joint heirs. So I want you to know, if you've accepted Christ, wherever you go, whatever you do, you're walking under the covering of the divine protection of the Almighty God. Mm. Third point. I am crowned and chosen by God. I am crowned and chosen. Listen, instead of humans being a little higher than animals like science would have us believe uh, we're actually a little lower than god the the lord god crowned adam and eve and gave gave them dominion over other Christ, uh, creatures genesis 1 26, 26 it says this then god said let us make man in our image in our likeness so that they may have rule over the fish of the sea the birds in the sky and over the livestock and the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Listen, the, the angels themselves are servants, but we are kings. Listen, 1 John uh, 3, 1 through 3 says this, See what great love the Father, Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is, is because it does not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we are 
to be has not yet been made known, but we know that Christ appears, and we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Listen, even though man is small in light of who God is, nevertheless, the Creator made us only a little less than God and crowned him with his glory. This means that though you are reduced in size in comparison to God, you are increased in significance in a relationship with him. Listen, people today, I told you this at the beginning, people today are walking around more like slaves than rulers. Because our first parents sinned, and lost their crown, forfeiting that glorious dominion. According to Romans 5, I want you to listen to me carefully as I I start to end. Romans 5 says that sin is reigning in our world, and death is also reigning. But Jesus Christ has reigned the dominion back for us. He has reclaimed it. And when Jesus ministered on earth, he exercised the dominion that Adam had lost. The dominion over the beast, the fowl, and the fish. And today he's on the throne in heaven and all things are under his feet. And Romans 5.17 says, For if by the trespasses of one man death reigned through one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. God created you before you were born. He had a watchful eye on you. He knew you before you even existed. He specially hand-picked you. Listen, you are a part of a royal priesthood. Uh, Listen, we need to start living like this. Quit living with our heads down. I, I know it's hard. I, I know the enemy comes at you, attacks you. A brother or a sister in pursuit to bring hope to the world in despair. Listen, we, we need to know who we are in Christ. Listen, tell I think that's why more people are not fulfilling the Great Commission is because we don't know who we are. We're defeated before we get out the back door. It's your choice whether you're going to allow God to play a significant part in your life or not. Don't let your insecurity and fear choke out what God's given you. Instead, put your passion behind your faith. Believe against all odds. That if he's called you, he's going to finish it. If he's called you, he's going to equip you. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special possession, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. 
Listen, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Listen, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Listen, verse 9 concludes the same as David opened the psalm. It concludes this, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Listen, this morning I want to come to a close and Who are you? Who are you in Christ? Listen, maybe you haven't experienced the great I am. I invite you today. I invite you. Listen, Christian, I'm going to give you some more. Maybe you have surrendered your life to Christ, but the question still remains, Paul, who am I? Who am I in Christ? Maybe you've experienced the, the great I am, but I want to give you a few. Is that okay? My memory, I can't remember. I almost had Michael put this on the back screen, but I'm going to read. You hang in there. I am the salt of the earth. Hang on to me. Say, I am the salt of the earth in Matthew 5. I am the light of the world in Matthew 5, 14. I am a child of God, John tells me in chapter 1. I am the part of the true vine, a channel of Christ's light. I am the uh, Christ's friend in John 15, 15. I am a friend of Christ. I am a chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit. Somebody else needs to praise God for who you are. Come on, man. I feel like I'm the only one this for. Listen, I am a slave of righteousness in Romans. I am enslaved to God. I am a son of God, and God is spiritually my father. I could call him Abba Father. Listen, I'm not only an heir, I'm a joint heir through Christ. I am a temple of the holy God. I'm a dwelling place of God. I am a member of Christ's body i am a new creation i am reconciled to god that that way i am a minister of reconciliation i am a son of god and one in christ i am a workmanship his handiwork listen that's so precious i am a poem in his trophy case that's how intimate you are oh man i am a fellow citizen and rest in the kingdom of god right now I am a prisoner of Christ. I am a righteous and holy through Christ. I am hidden with Christ in God. I am, I am an expression of who he is, his character. I am chosen holy. I am a son of the light and not of darkness. I am a partaker of Christ. Listen, I am a living stone who is being used to build his living church every day. I like this. Melinda, you ready? I am an enemy of the devil. I am a child of God, and I will resemble Christ until he returns. I am born of God, and the evil one, the devil, cannot touch me. Get behind me, devil. I am not yours. I, I'm going to finish. I am not the great I am, but by the grace of God, Paul says, I am that I am. Yes. And I will not apologize for that. 
Listen, somebody needs to praise God for you, who you are through Christ. Mm. Listen, we could go on and on and on of who we are in Christ. But God sees all of your imperfections. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows everything that you have done, will do, and, and He loves you just the same. Listen, no one that's sitting in here is too far gone for God. Nobody. When God talks about you, Miss Sue, he says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the eyes of God. You are sealed with a promise. You are redeemed. Listen, God speaks words over us every day. We need to be still and listen. God says, I am. I am. He says, I am. The great I am. Jimmy, you don't have to live up to everybody's expectations. Hey, I'm preaching myself, man. I told you this sermon for myself. You don't have to live up to everybody's expectations. Who are you? My prayer today is if you don't know this man I'm telling you about, I invite you to come. Listen, if you're the Christian that's defeated today, listen, I, I pray that you come and you cling on to the promises that God's given you. Would you stand? Father God, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for this time together. <coughs> Father God, we are, are proclaiming and clinging to the promises of who we are through your Son. And Father, we, we are praying that if there's one here today, Father, that um, we know that you are able, Father. We, we are asking that you convict them and, and move them, Father, that you would just move the people that's at the end of the aisle, just allow them to get out of the way. And Father, whatever blockade is keeping us in our pews, Father, you would remove the spirit or, or whatever it is that's doing that, Father, just remove it. And Father, we give you this time of invitation to do your work. We ask these things in your name. Amen.